Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning. Happy birthday to y'all. We're here, we made it. I literally can't think of a better way to interrupt my Game of Thrones marathon that I've been having this weekend than to be here right now with you. It's been so fun vegging out with my dog. And then now I get to be with all these people that I love, celebrating the wonderful things that God is is doing here in our midst. We've been in the middle of a sermon series called Spiritual Foundations. And today, the title of my message on our anniversary is The Energy Between Us. And I really want to focus on the energy that's here, because if you were to ask anybody, what is it that makes this place so special? It's the energy that is here. Where there's energy, there's movement, there's excitement, there's passion, there's inspiration, there's creativity, there's action and inspiration. Look at what the scriptures say here. Book of Philippians. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. And so I like the word energy because you can't put that word in a box. It's not just a spiritual word. It's also a very scientific word. And I'm fascinated by the way that I hear scientists talk about energy. Because when they talk about energy, the same language that they use to talk about energy is the language that theologians use to talk about God. For example, scientists will say energy is eternal, cannot be created or destroyed, has no beginning and has no end. They'll say that Energy is omnipotent. It is the power that literally runs the universe. Energy is transcendent. It's beyond our ability to fathom and to grasp with our mind. It's beyond all of our concepts. Energy is omnipresent to the point where Some say everything is energy. When you break down matter to its most fundamental essence, what you have is a field of of energy. And so I don't think it's a stretch for us to use this word energy as a descriptor of who and what God is. Although all of our descriptions of God, of course, are limited. But God is this energy between us. There's one theologian and author, her name is Grace. She actually came to speak here at Heartway several years ago, 
And she draws a parallel between the Holy Spirit and the Eastern Asian concept of chi. Anybody ever heard of chi? Anybody do Tai Chi, you know, and they do that energy stuff like Bruce Lee? Okay, she says, spirit is the life force energy that flows through all living things. I love this quote from Wayne Dyer. He says, everyone and everything that shows up in the world of form in this universe originates not from a particle, as quantum physics teaches us, but from an energy field. That energy field can be called God, soul, spirit, consciousness. It looks a certain way. It sounds a certain way. It feels a certain way. And I try to stay in harmony with what I believe it sounds and feels like. And so you and I and everything and all of creation is brought together and we exist within this field of energy. God is the energy between us. And when we come to gather together at a place like this, when we come together in spiritual community, the whole point of it is for us to harness and cultivate that energy within ourselves, share it with one another, and experience the beauty of God's peace, God's joy, God's presence in our midst. That way we can be energized by love instead of fear. We can be energized by the soul instead of by our ego. And here's the thing about energy. Energy is meant to flow. If your energy is stagnant, if it's blocked, if it's imbalanced, that leads to emotional distress. Sometimes it leads to physical dis-ease as well. Emotion, my favorite definition of emotion is energy in motion. Well, when you don't let that energy move through you, when you keep it stuck through stories of fear and limitation and victimhood, you stop participating in that divine flow. You lose touch with that life force energy within you. And God wants us to be an open channel through which his energy can flow. But in order to be an open channel, you have to have an open heart. The process of coming to God is the process of opening your heart over and over and over again. Because you'll open your heart one time and then somebody will come and stomp on it. <laughs> and then we close up again. <laughs> and we got to go through this process over and over and over again through forgiveness, through love, through compassion, through grace of opening up our heart again. And so we got to ask ourselves the hard questions. What is it that has caused me to shut down? What is it that's keeping me from connecting with the love that's inside of me? What are those experiences that I've been through that have turned me bitter, that aren't allowing me to live fearlessly with an open heart? See, kids know how to do this really good. If you look at children, one moment they'll be crying, and then the next moment, out of nowhere, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're happy. That's what's possible for us with our emotions. But we keep ourselves stuck in particular emotional states because we reinforce those feelings through the stories that we're telling ourselves. 
instead of just letting ourselves feel what we need to feel, work with that energy, open yourself up, move through it, and continue to be the expansive, limitless being that God has created us to be. There's a reason why Jesus said, be like the little children. They're not holding on to much. They're just moving and flowing with existence. And so here at Heartway, we practice a heart-centered form of spirituality. Oftentimes I say love is our religion. It's not about Christianity. It's about love. And if you're wondering what's the path that we're on, well, it's in the name, heart way. Okay, that's the way that we're going. We're going the way of the heart. We're getting in touch with who we are at our core, the love within us. The best way that I can describe what heart-centeredness is, is with the phrase purity of intention. To be connected to your heart, to live from the heart means you have a pure intention in all that you do. It means you align your thoughts, your actions, your beliefs, your values with love. Heart-centeredness means humility. It means openness. It means receptivity. It means that you go with the flow of life. Look at what the scriptures say here. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Isn't it beautiful that our hearts are the dwelling place of God? If you're looking for Christ, you don't got to look any further than within you. Christ wants to make his home in your heart. All it takes is you opening yourself up to that influence and allowing the energy of Christ to come alive in you. And it continues to amplify and multiply the more that you share it. When you share your joy and your peace with other people, it begins to amplify in ways that you could never imagine. So what does it look like for us to make our home in our heart? To find Christ dwelling in our hearts. When you live from your heart, people can feel the distinct quality of your energy at a deeply intuitive level. In fact, your energy will introduce you before your words will. You guys know what that's like when you're around people and you're like, eh, I'm not feeling his vibe. <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> you know? Or you've been with other people where you're just like, this the other day, I was having dinner with some friends, met this dude who came, never met him before. Five seconds in, I'm like, I already like this guy. I just feel the energy. You just, you know, when someone's heavily burdened and their energy is just like, Ugh. you know what I mean? That's a lot of us. But your energy can be light. Jesus said, my burden is, is light. My yoke is easy. Come to me. I will give you rest for your soul. Even in the midst of a storm, you can have rest in your soul if you stay connected to your heart center. This is why in this community, the way that we grow isn't primarily through promotion. It's through attraction. That is our church growth method. 
method. It's not, let's just promote to the world how awesome and amazing we are. We'll do some of that. But it's really about attraction. We want people to be attracted to the energy that they feel when they come into this community. We're not trying to convert you to a religion. We're not trying to even change your mind about anything. We're just hoping that we'll rub off on you a little bit. When you come here, you can feel a little sense of peace. And then you can carry that with you and share it with the people that you have in your life. Once that light turns on in you, you can help other people turn on that light in them. And little by little, one by one, we begin to change the world around us just by changing ourselves. That's why our focus here is self-discovery and social transformation. And those two things are two sides of the same coin. Our world is a mess. It always has been a mess. It will continue to be a mess. In my better days, I do have some glimmer of hope that the kingdom will come and that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On other days, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> but on those good days when I'm like, you know what? The kingdom can come. If we dream this dream together, we can move in this direction and humanity can look different. That starts with you. That starts with me. You being less angry every day makes a world of difference in this, in this planet that we live on. You being more peaceful on a day-to-day -day basis, but you really got to prioritize that. That's the thing. You got you to gotta be willing to prioritize it. Once your peace becomes your priority, now you'll begin to notice when you find it in here, it starts happening all around you out there. I love what Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. When we come together in spiritual community, the very presence of Christ is dwelling among us. The energy of God is surging through us. There's a synergy that is created and that we get to participate in with every smile, with every hug, with every how are you when you really mean it and you listen. We're creating more and more and more of this energy and it lifts us up together into this Christ consciousness where we see everything as one. Where we're no longer dividing the world into good and bad, saved and unsaved, lost and found. No, everybody is child of God. They just don't know it yet. Everybody is loved by God. They just forgot. And we're here to remind you of who you are and why you are here. Now, relationships can also work the other way. You get around community like this, you'll start to feel lighter. You'll start to feel better. It starts to lift you up higher. But if you get around people that really aren't about this kind of stuff, it's very easy for us to gravitate towards that level of consciousness as well because your energy is susceptible to being influenced by others. And nobody is above or beyond that. And so you never have to be apologetic about protecting your energy. Once you have harnessed and cultivated this life force energy, this energy of God's spirit within you, you got to protect it a little bit. I mean, if you want to be successful in life, 
It's a good thing to, to do what? Get around successful people, right? If you want to do well in business, get around people that are doing well in business. You want to be a good athlete? You got to get around other athletes that are about that business and you'll get better yourself. Same way with spirituality. You want to get closer to God, surround yourself with people that also have a similar desire and together support each other in that process. And we'll go faster, further if we do it together. I mean, nowadays, we really could all do it on our own. Listen to a podcast, you know, social media. There's online stuff that you can do. And you can be spiritual all by yourself. But that's kind of an oxymoron. Because to be human is to be in relationship. Really. It's about being connected with other people. So what good is it if you are filling your head with all this knowledge, but you're not actually around other people talking about it, discussing it, sharing your insights with them, sharpening one another on the journey? We need each other. We need each other. Community. In fact, all of the letters in the New Testament, they were written to communities, the earliest Christian communities. So when Paul would write his letters, he would say, to the church in Corinth, to the church in Ephesus. Not to this person or to that person, but to all of us together that are going on a spiritual journey. That's what it's all about. And when you get around people like that, it ignites a fire in you. Look at this scripture. John the Baptist put it very well. Okay. <laughs> All right, not that one. Before. If anything, I'll just summarize it. But essentially, you guys know who John the Baptist is, right? Not the Southern, he's not Southern Baptist, okay? But he was the guy who was like making the way for Jesus. All right. And John the Baptist was popular because he was baptizing people. Okay. And then telling them about the one who was to come, the Messiah. And John the Baptist had this statement where he said, I baptize you with water, but there is one coming who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And I love that there's this correlation made in the scriptures, not just in that instance, but in many different instances between the Holy Spirit and fire. To be baptized in the spirit and fire, that means you are immersing yourself in this life-giving energy of God. It's an immersion. That means we're diving all in. Okay, so when you come to this community, I really... I push us to the limits of what it could look like to live a spiritual life in connection with God. Because the world doesn't need any more, you know, cultural Christians. Where it's just like, yeah, you know, I just go to church because it's nice and I grew up with it. And, you know, it's just, it feels good. Or I had one guy, this guy, he's, his whole life, he's like, I don't even... I don't even really believe much in Jesus, but I want my kids to, like, grow up with it. So I just take them to church, you know, <laughs> which is, that's cool, you know, <laughs> I guess. But it's, it's one thing for it to be just a cultural thing, and it's another thing when, when your heart is in it. 
when your heart is in it because you want to grow, you want to change, you want to really experience God. There's a fire that's ignited in you when you get around a community of people that have the same desire. Look at this quote from the Catholic theologian, Teilhard de Chardin. He says, Someday after we have mastered the winds, the waves, the tides, and gravity, we shall harness for God the energies of love. And then for the second time in the history of the world, we will have discovered fire. When you're on fire for something, that means you're passionate about it. Well, when you get into this community, there's a couple of things you'll realize very quick that we're passionate about. First and foremost, we're passionate about having a relationship with God. Experiencing God for ourselves, not just knowing about God. I know some of you are very knowledgeable. That's a wonderful thing. But how do you treat your spouse? How do you treat your kids? How do you respond when somebody criticizes you or gives you feedback or tells you the truth about yourself? All right. So we got some work to do. Awesome. To really experience God by getting still, by getting quiet, right? Getting a practice of prayer and meditation habitually in your life. We're passionate about love. We're passionate about breaking down the boundaries, moving beyond the tribalism of our world, understanding that this is one universe, one humanity under one God. Not a hard concept, you would think. But we hold on very tightly to our particular traditions. And it is this way or no way. And that way leads to hell, as we have seen literally, on earth, <laughs> destruction and violence and anger. And we dehumanize one another. So we're passionate about love. We're passionate about changing that narrative. We're passionate about healing and transformation. Right? We're, we're all on a journey, and none of us are ever too far gone for God. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how low you may be in life. God is able to meet you wherever you are and take you higher if you put your trust in him. So we're passionate about healing and transformation. This room right now, the people listening right now, there are so many that have incredible stories of transformation as a result of being here in this community. And it's not just because of the music or the message or the meditation. It's because of you all. The energy itself is so healing. We're also passionate about service. Being a force for good in our world and in our community. Caring for those who have been discarded and forgotten. Being there in solidarity with those that are chastised and despised because they're different. We love different. We love awkward. We love weird here at Heartway. So please come. You may not be accepted in other churches, but you'll be accepted here, I promise you. That's what unites us together. And look at what the scripture says about unity in the Psalms. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. For there... 
the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. How good and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. It is in that place of unity that God commands his blessing. I want God's blessing. Am I living in a state of unity and harmony with the people that God has placed around me? The unity that we're striving for here as a community has nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with politics, has nothing to do with religion. In fact, if we started talking about that stuff, some of y'all would probably get angry and leave because the person next to you has the complete opposite beliefs as you do. And this year's an election year. Ooh, Facebook and Instagram, and it's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. Well... Every Sunday, I invite you to come to Hartway. We're going to be talking about the same thing. doesn't matter who's the president or not. We're going to be talking about love. We're going to be talking about the goodness of God. We're going to be talking about unity. We're going to be talking about being at peace. We're going to be talking about how to heal from our trauma so that we don't contribute to the divisiveness of this world. If you think the world is going to be a better place because everybody agrees with you, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Never. It never will. So we have to find a way to embrace unity and walk in unity while celebrating our diversity. Not just tolerating difference and distinction, but embracing it. So that when you come across somebody that is very different than you, instead of trying to change them, you're actually curious to learn more about them and you're willing to be changed as a result of the encounter. Wow, what a thought. That somebody who is not like you may actually influence you in a positive way. If you're open to it, you may realize, oh my God, that, that Republican person was actually really nice <laughs> and kind. Wow, that, that Democrat over there, wow, they, there's just such a good soul. And then you'll start realizing, why am I fighting with all these people? As if they're all the same. Because we love to make these blanket statements, right? Every, let every individual be their own individual. Even if someone carries a label or a title, you don't know what that means for them or how they wear it. And so get to know people. Our unity is a unity of the heart. What that means is we're committed to seeing the good in one another. We're committed to supporting each other on our journey with unconditional love and acceptance. Everywhere else in this world besides church, you have to basically earn the approval and love and acceptance of other people. That's just what it is. When you walk through these doors, the whole point is unconditional love and acceptance. The same unconditional love and acceptance that God has given to us, we can now extend to one another. And yeah, there are some people that are a little harder to love in our midst. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I already did. It's out there. It, the secret is out. <sighs> yeah. Sometimes things just come out, you know, but... Unconditional love and acceptance. You don't have to earn it. 
You don't have to deserve it. You're a human, that means you're valuable, that means you matter, and that means we're here. We're united in our commitment to grow, to mature, to become the most loving version of who we are. One descriptor of church that I love by my friend, uh, he's an author, his name's Brian McLaren, and he describes church as a school of love. That, that is, that's what this is. So each and every one of us are students in the school of love. And by the way, a spiritual teacher is just a very devoted spiritual student. So when I say we are students, that means me too. And you are my teacher. Wow. You actually are. You are my teacher. You show me things. Every interaction that I have with people, I'm able to see my blind spots through you guys sometimes. And it helps me. It stretches me. It grows me. I'm committed to my growth and my evolution. I'm committed to being the most loving version of who I am. This is a school of love. We're also committed to being authentic, to being real to being vulnerable, to being transparent. And that is the difference maker with Heartway. Because when I come to Heartway, I'm just speaking for myself, and I walk on this stage, I don't like put on my pastor hat. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's time to be a pastor now. It's time to be very holy. God bless you. No. The same person that you see on stage is the same person that you're going to get when I'm off the stage. Maybe, fine, maybe I'm a little more PG up here than I am in real life, okay? So um, there's a little more excitement if you get to know me personally. You'll realize I'm more normal than you think I am. Some people are like, yep, yep, mm-hmm. Y'all need to stop. But what would be the purpose of, of coming here and, and putting on a mask? Like, for what? You can't have authentic community unless you show up as your authentic self. How can you be fully loved if you don't allow yourself to be fully seen? So that includes your weaknesses, your struggles. I, I would like this to be a place, in fact, this is a place where we are coming together not in our strength, but in our weakness. A place where we can really just let down the facade, not have to play a particular role, and just tell it how it is, and just be what we are. Now, any time that you give a shot at being authentic and transparent and real, you're taking a risk. You are taking a risk. There will be people who don't like you, who misunderstand you, who don't want to be your friend, just because you're here doesn't mean everybody's going to like you and be your friend either. But I can still love you if I don't like you. That's truth, really. You know, even if like I wouldn't maybe hang out with you or spend more than like an hour with you, I still love you and be kind to you. I mean, it's true because sometimes we think everybody needs to be friends with everybody. That's not the case either. But it's still, it's still, it's still love. It's still good vibes. It's still good energy. You know what I mean? 
All right? I'm telling you this so you can put this into practice in your life. Because I know there's people in your family you don't like, but you can still love. All right? So you're taking a risk. You, you may be mischaracterized. I've had situations where being vulnerable in this community and my vulnerability has been weaponized against me. I've, I've experienced that. This is not perfect. This is not a perfect place. But we're doing all that we can to stay connected to love. And even though it's a huge risk to be authentic, even though it's, it's, it's a big chance that you're taking when you're showing your true colors and being vulnerable, the, on the other side of that risk is the potential for real, genuine connection with other human beings. And let me tell you something. All you need to find is just one person who will say, I see you, and I accept you, and I love you just the way you are. If you find one person like that in this community, mission accomplished. All you need is one. And guess what? If you don't even find it in someone else, if you can just give that gift to yourself, another mission accomplished. Another mission accomplished. Connection is what we were made for. It's why we are here. Look at this quote from Brene Brown. I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Connection is the energy that exists between us. God is the energy that exists between us. Tap into this energy of love. Cultivate this energy of peace and happiness in your life. Spread it to the world. And together, let's make this world a better place, everybody. To wrap up, let's watch this video. So where do I start? You know, um, I found Heartway in a time where um, I, was losing, I was losing my faith. Losing my faith in the decisions that I was making in life and I was looking for any which way to be able to to, to, to find some comfort in, in, in the decision that I have made in my life um, really dig, dug deep into spirituality and started getting you know started meditating uh, Reiki healings um, you name it I was doing it and the one thing I didn't do was actually you know go back to God you know go back to, to the church and 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 connect back with him and um, my Reiki healer actually invited me um, to the seventh anniversary of Heartway and that was my first time coming here and it was it was it was very different from what I grew up um, experiencing in church because I, I grew up Catholic um, did the whole thing, baptism, um, communion, confirmation. I was an altar boy for a couple years, and I never felt like, even as involved as I was, I didn't feel God the way I have been able to feel Him here in Hartway. And I remember the first day coming in, seventh year anniversary, um, they asked uh, a wonderful guy named Ray um, to, to share his experience with the men's retreat. And he said that he went in with an open mind and left with an open heart. And that was what kind of like, was like, okay, this, this could be it. You know, you, you're finding yourself 
this might be the place where you get to connect uh, with God the way you've been looking to connect with Him. And so we started passing by. I kept coming in. Um, the best part of, what, of it was is that whoever was standing up here teaching at whatever moment they, they had, um, I felt like it was real, like they were human. And they didn't try to hide it. They were just being authentically themselves, showing how, you know, Christ was able to change the perspective or change the way they, they view things. And that was what did it for me. It was that I can actually relate to the person that was giving me the message, um, where I couldn't do that when I was in Catholic Church. Um, so that same day, they, they announced the, the starting up again of Circles of Trust. And Circles of Trust was, uh, that was a life changer because for a long time, you know, especially since the pandemic, I just kind of, we were kind of forced to kind of look within by ourselves. And so being able to find something like Circles of Trust where you can come in as a group and really share your inner thoughts and your inner feelings with everyone around you and nothing but love and, and support the entire time has been, it, it, it literally is the blanket that I, that I needed. And it was, I'm so proud and, and happy and, and excited to, that I was asked to be, you know, one of the leaders um, for Circles of Trust because, um, and then I hope that with that chance I get to change, you know, or help people evolve the way that it's had me evolve. Um, simply put, you know, um, you know the saying, home is where the heart is, um, then Heartway is a way home for me. So um, I just feel home. I just feel like this is it. And the way that everybody here has invited me in and, and just been so, so loving and, and caring has been phenomenal for me. So that, that's my, that's the reason for why I'm here and the reason why I continue to love to come here because it doesn't feel like it's church. It feels like it's a family reunion every single time. Isn't that awesome? That's what it's all about, everybody. And so all that to say thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for the energy that you bring into this space. I love you. We love each other. Let's continue to just expand this love throughout the rest of this year. I have my eyes set on 10. When we get to 10, oh, I don't even know if I preach. We'll just be dancing up here, okay? And I want to see y'all there with me, okay? I love you. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for being here. God bless you.